This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with the year, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomas in for Dukes and Bell this afternoon, taking you up until 6 p.m. We got some Braves questions with producer Eric coming up in just a minute. But before we get to that, got to bring you in on something, E. Talk to me. We got some station-on-station crime that I got to get to. Oh, no. So last week, John Chuckery on the John Chuckery Show, every night 7 to 11 right here, he had a problem with something that I did. And I admit, not the best thing in the world to do, but it certainly wasn't, in my opinion, worth crushing me the way that he did, calling me an uncivilized buffoon and a weasel and somebody not fit for this society. So, you know, new year, new me. I'm trying to do the weight loss thing, and I've been uh, doing some meal prepping at home. And I've been bringing my food in, and you got to heat it up, right? So we have a microwave here in uh, what used to be our kitchen area, which is now sort of a couple of tables and a microwave and a mini fridge. Yeah, we went from a sweet to a loft. Yeah, that's that's a different story (laughs) for a different day. Um, But anyway, so he basically says that because I was leaving – 10 seconds or so left on the microwave that I should be banished from society. And here's my reason. I'm trying this new health thing, so I'm not exactly sure how long the food is going to take to cook. Different portion sizes, different meals, everything's a little bit different. So I put it in for like a minute, minute and a half. If it's not done yet, I keep adding 10 seconds, right? Seems normal. But because I didn't clear it out for him, he decides to come on the air and run me over with a semi-truck. And then producer Dylan Matthews gets in the fray. He doubles down. My buddy who I thought, somebody who's a rising star at this station and in the industry, I thought he might have my back. But no, of course, he doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds him, so he agrees with Chuckery. But then, ho, ho, The next night, I go to fill up my water bottle in a commercial break, and I see that the mini fridge that we all put our food and drink in is wide open, E. And you know why? Because Mr. Dylan Matthews tried to put his dinner in there and close the door, but he wasn't paying any attention because he's the uncivilized animal and just shut the door willy-nilly without thinking. Well, the door didn't shut. And all the food and all the drinks for everyone here at the station 
was left in an open fridge going to waste. So I say, do not throw stones from a glass house, Chuckery and Dylan. What say you, E? Am I in the right here? You are absolutely in the right, because if you are going to practice, you got to preach it. I'm sorry, I think I said that backwards. You're going to preach it, you got to practice it. So uh, when I see uh, Mr. Matthews and uh, the, the, the Georgia Rattlesnake, I got your back, homie. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and all I'm saying is look out for everyone else. I wasn't doing anybody any harm by leaving 10 seconds on the microwave. Could I have pressed the clear button? Okay, fine. But I wasn't spoiling everybody's food, man. That's a bad look. So, Dylan, John Chuckery, you guys are on notice. You guys know this at your office. And even those of you who work at home and your family's at home, you can't leave the kitchen and the refrigerator door open. You got to close it, man. Groceries are expensive. You seen the price of eggs lately? It's $12 for a carton of eggs. And they Dylan was just letting everybody's food go to waste. <laughs> Unacceptable. Unacceptable. If you want to chime in, let me know what you guys think out there. Am I right to clown Dylan after he clowned me? Kitchen etiquette's very important at work. You can't let that thing stink. You got to clean it out. You got to take care of your business. But I under- especially when you, Chris, was the guy who actually cleaned it out for all of us. That's what right. about? I and I didn't even say that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I'll uh, give you the kudos. You took a you took a weekend and cleaned it out, didn't you? I, I did. You know what I did? Hey. I hosted my Saturday show right here on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. I went to CVS. I got a sponge. I got some white vinegar. I got a bowl, and I scrubbed that sucker dry. You could lick that thing right now. Hey, hey, man, you've been taught right, man. I appreciate you, Chris. But I don't know about licking anything. No, but, I, I, will, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm saying you could. I'm not, I'm not saying to. But kitchen etiquette at work, guys, it is very, very important. And Dylan and John Chuckery not holding up your end of the bargain. Man. All right. You got some questions for me? I do got some questions for you, but I cannot let you slip on the job because it is the top of the hour. And what do you say? How do we start each and every hour? Oh, with a big hearty, <gasps> hey, hey, man. That's All right. right. All right, my friend Chris, it's time to get into some Braves true or false questions. I think I got a couple dandy here for you. So we'll start with the guys in the rotation. So I'm looking at Max Freed. I'm looking at Spencer Strider. I'm looking at Charlie Morton. I'm looking at maybe a fourth starter being, I mean, you got a plethora to choose from. How about Kyle Wright? And your fifth starter, man, you got three or four to shoot from there. So, true or false, the Braves have, at minimum, a top three starting rotation in all of Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be maybe the best one if Mike Soroka can come back and be like 2019 Didn't even mention Mike his name, did we? No. Yeah. Well, he, it, the word on the street is, according to Alex Anthopoulos, that he and Ian Anderson get first crack at that fifth starter spot with Bryce Elder not far behind. I hope Soroka wins it. I'm rooting for him. I think I said this on Saturday. I think he's a great guy. I thought he was a great broadcaster when he stepped into the booth as well. <laughs> so if it doesn't work out and he never gets healthy, there's a backup plan for hey, him. Hey, I mean, Bally's is losing people left and right. That's so you right. never know. He could have a contract already waiting for you him. You could have three aces on this staff. You Tell could you. have Freed, you could have Wright, and you could have Soroka. That's that's pretty good. And you didn't even miss Spencer Strider. I mean, Spencer, Stry- I mean, Spencer Strider, too. Yeah. If he can replicate what over a full season what he did, as long as he stays healthy – there you go. You got four, potentially four aces. How All about right. that? So definitely true. They have a top three staff, if not even number one. All right. Going to the position players. Now, we knew that he would probably fall a little bit, but let's give you some numbers. 
in 2019. No, no, it's not numbers on this show. It's numbers. Numbers? Okay, I ain't know that one, but I got you. Numbers. It's our guy, Kendrick Perkins. Okay. And I heard he's going to be, well, he's going to be joining one of our shows here in a couple weeks. I That's saw right. that so message. Stay, stay yeah. tuned. Big yeah. Perk coming okay. on, 92.9 The Game. 2019 ranked the number three player in MLB. In 2020 ranked the number two player in MLB. This is by MLB.com. Had an injury coming into 2023. Now ranked the number 25 best player in MLB by MLB.com. Ronald Acuna Jr. Is number 25, true or false, too high, too low, or just right where he should be? Well, I mean, <sighs> I mean it's false. Obvi- obviously, he's not the 25th best player. But what's the cliche E? What's the best of ability? Availability. That's right. I was going to say a little another one. I was going to give you a little Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? That's right. From the Black Cat herself. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a top five player in baseball. If healthy and if, on the if field. If he's healthy and everything's going good, uh, we just got to see it. I'll see it to believe it. If, if Acuna's back and he's playing like we know he can, he'll be an MVP finisher. Yeah, I just, when I saw 25. Number 25 ranked yeah, player I mean, by it's MLB. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just because he didn't play up to his standards the last year and change. Right, because well, he, missed, he missed the second half right. of the year before injury, with injury and, and then, came back way too right. early last year. He came back way too early. I know they was like, oh, he's ready. No, I would have been happy if he would sat out probably closer to the All-Star break, but they had to get him back because they started so slow. Well, so. Everything we hear, it's all systems go. Yeah, well, it should be because you're a full year and a half removed now from the knee injury, so he should be 2020 well, guy. Let's look do it. at Soroka, though. Never yeah, say, Soroka you got to take He had two separate day. injuries. Yeah, one day at a time. Yeah. Just come, All right. Come up every day and do your thing. All right, true or false? Braves gave a lot of guys some extensions last year. Money Mike, eight years, $72 million. Austin Raleigh, 10 years, $212 million. Spencer Strider, six years, $75 million. True or false? All three of those guys – See the end of that contract in a Braves uniform. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I hope so. I hope it's true. Um, if this team continues on the path that it's down, why would you get rid of any of them? I mean, they're all they're all so young, so talented. They've all had remarkable starts to their career. Austin Riley got the biggest contract in team history. I mean, you gave Strider basically. A lifetime deal with that contract. Same thing with Michael Harris. Um, I mean, but what's going to happen is, unfortunately, what happens in baseball and sports in general, they start playing too well, and then they want to rip up the contract and get a new one. That's why and, I said, do and, they see the end of that contract? And the Braves yeah. notoriously now are getting the reputation for, uh, we're going to set a hard line in the sand. But I think with these guys, as they try to sort of develop the next crop of Signature Braves are the foundational pieces, so I'm going to say they stay. They stay. We see all of them. I mean, think about it. At the minimum, because Strider's contract is only six years, so that's 2029. 20, that means for the next six years, you see all three of those guys in Braves uniform. The Braves aren't going anywhere anytime soon. All right, moving right along. Let's go to the bullpen because we've talked about the starters. We've talked about some of the uh, regular uh, field to everyday players. We've talked about some of our rookies and young guys. Let's talk about this pen. Say what we want to say about the now departed Kelly um, Ken, Kenley Rant. What, what was that? Kenley Jensen. Ken, thank you, Kenley Jensen. Tongue tied there a little bit. 
He was quirky. He walked too many people. Bottom line is he led the National League in saves last year. Okay? Now, Mr. Iglesias will step into his role. True or false? Rocio Iglesias can lead the National League in saves. I mean, he's a damn good pitcher. Um, He'll certainly be in the mix. Nobody else jumps to mind at me right away that would be competing with him that would blow him out of the water. Um, So, sure, why not? I mean, the Braves are going to win a lot of games. Yes, He's going to have an opportunity to save a lot of them. Uh, He is the definitive closer. There is no 1B to his 1A. They brought in Jimenez from the Tigers, but he's a setup guy. I don't don't think he's going to be – battling for the closer's role anytime soon unless Iglesias implodes. I'm going to say sure. True again. True, 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 true. All right. So we've got one more to go. Let's see if we can get perfection today. And this one uh, you actually kind of talked about a little bit with Scott Miller, but now I want your answer. Come September of 2023, true or false, the Braves raise another flag, another pennant flag. They are the sixth time in the least. Division consecutive champions. I'm going to keep this one short because I know we got a break. The Mets are going to Met. <laughs> Phillies are going to Philly. And the Braves will be reigning NL East champions once again. And by the way, this segment brought to you by Priority Men's Medical. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Great job, E. When we get back, the voice of the Hawks, our buddy Steve Holman, bang, will join the show to discuss what the heck happened before the All-Star break and what can this team do to pick it up in their last 20-something games. Don't go anywhere. It is Chris Thomason for the guys right here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, what is going on with our Atlanta Hawks? It is Chris Thomas in for the guys right here on Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. No better person to ask than the voice of the Hawks. You know him. You love him. Steve Holman, bang, on the WadeFord.com hotline. Steve, appreciate the time. Sure, Chris. My pleasure to be with you. And uh, let's start here. What the heck happened in those last two games to close out the quote-unquote first half? Well, I don't know exactly what happened, but the you know defense was a little bit lacking, uh, especially in the Charlotte game. So, you know, it's onward and upward now, 23 games left, and uh, just try to regroup during this All-Star break. I think the break came at a, at a terrific time for this team, and, you know, just mentally and physically to get a little break and, They'll all get back together again on Thursday and uh, get ready for that game on Friday. Now, it's no easy uh, pickings coming out of the break. They get a good Cavs team, a retooled, some might say more cohesive Nets team. What do you think is going to happen for the Hawks when they come out? Do you think they're going to be playing inspired basketball? We can only hope, right? Yeah, I think so. I think everybody, you know, like I say, they needed to uh, kind of recharge the batteries, I think, the way that the, uh, you know, before the break ended. Uh, but like I say, there are 23 games left to try to get it together now. And, you know, they're only three games out of that number six spot, and that's what they still have a, as a goal. Uh, Nate has said that plenty of times. And, uh, you know, I think if they do come out and, and get focused and out of those 23 games, a lot of them are at home. Uh, and I think our crowds certainly help the team when they uh, when they have the full house like we've had in 90% of our games this year. So uh, I, I, think, I think there's going to be a, a nice little run here in those final 23 games. Uh, we need to get John Collins healthy. I think he'll be okay out of that. Uh, he's in the protocol right now for the concussion. But, uh, you know, it, if it had to come, it came at a good time that he gets a few extra days to, to get ready and be ready for the weekend. And 
it is an important weekend. I mean, Cleveland, you know, they're ahead of the Hawks right now at uh, Brooklyn, and who knows, Brooklyn may come back. They're starting to come back a little bit. But like you said, they have, uh, you know, they, they they have some pretty good players on that team now that even though they traded uh, Durant and Kyrie Irving, but, uh, you know, they've got they've got some pretty solid players on that team still. Steve, one guy I've been keeping a close eye on is DeJounte Murray. I said this stat earlier in the show. He's only had 20 points twice in the last seven games to close out the first half. What did you see from his game? Was there something you noticed that wasn't gelling the same way it did to start? No, I think, you know, DeJounte's terrific. I mean, he, you know, he plays that great defense. and uh, You know, maybe his shot was a little off the last couple of games, but uh, but he's so solid and, and, you know, he leads on both ends of the floor, really, and uh, he's just deadly with that little foul line jump shot that you don't see much in the NBA anymore. So uh, I, I think he's going to be fine in the, this final 23 games. But he's just everywhere on the defense. He steals the ball. I mean, he's he's just a, a team leader, and I think the guys really look to him. And uh, I believe that in that final 23 games, he's he's going to kind of will the team into you know playing really well. And, and like I say, all these home games coming uh, will certainly help. Talking all things Hawks with the voice of the team, Steve Holman, Chris Thomason for Dukes and Bell right here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The enigma that is DeAndre Hunter, Steve. I am such a believer in this guy's talent. We've seen it in spurts. He has one game where he is 25, and then he kind of disappears for a game or two. What do you think is the missing piece for his consistency? Well, DeAndre is, you know, he's had, he, like you say, he's had some really good games. He's had a couple where it hasn't been going that well for him, but he's always going to play the defense, which is going to be helpful for him, uh, you know, defense turns into offense. And I really think that he's been shooting the ball a lot better too recently. Uh, so I, I think that that's an encouraging uh, sign with him. Uh, and, and we kind of know what we're going to get from him, but, you know, every night on the defensive end, it's the offense that sometimes gets a little bit uh, uh, lost in the whole shuffle there. But uh, I think he can become very consistent. And I, I like the way he's been shooting the ball recently. So I think he's going to be fine. It's a small sample size, but what have you seen from Sadiq Bay? Do you think he could be a real piece off the bench? Yeah, I think so. And you know, he's he's only what twenty three years old. He's got another full year left on his rookie deal. Uh, I think he can become a really intricate part of this team. I think that uh, you know Landry and Kyle and all that front office uh, they they looked at him and looked at a great opportunity. You know, to to go ahead and and bring a guy like him in. Uh, I, I think that. We benefited from the Wiseman trade because Detroit really wanted him from Golden State. So we were able to pick up Sadiq, who can, I think, really be a, a big part of this team for not only this year, but next year and, and beyond that. So I think it's a terrific pickup and, and one that uh, I think our guys are, are going to be really happy with on the team. And I think, you know, Landry and Kyle, they did a great job to get him here. The only Hawk represented this week in Salt Lake was A.J. Griffin, but He's certainly been a great piece for this team. He's a sharpshooter. You can tell he really knows what he's doing out there on the floor, especially for a rookie. Do you see him getting more run here? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, it depends on how it goes in these final 23 games for him. Uh, I think he's really gotten a lot more confidence, and I think we're going to see a bounce from him after his all-star appearance because usually that that, uh, equates to some really good things for guys on their first time, especially when they go. Uh, here he is, only 19, not even 20 yet till August. He got that experience of being around the All Stars, and uh, you know he was in, he was playing with all of his peers that are the young guys that are the up and coming stars in the league. And uh, I, 
you know, I, I think it's really going to help him. I think it's going to boost his confidence. It was great that his parents were there at Salt Lake City. You know, his dad, Adrian, w- w- was a good player in the NBA for a long time, and now he's an assistant coach with Toronto. So I think that has certainly helped Adrian over the years to be around the NBA since a little kid. And uh, I think that really helps him when he, you know, now that he's out there at only 19 years of age, he really doesn't, he doesn't play like he's 19. He plays like a kind of a seasoned pro out there. And once he gets his confidence going too, I think that's one of the things that, you know, Nate is trying to, to work on with him and just tell him, you know, don't be afraid to shoot, go out and shoot it. Uh, I think he may have been a little hesitant on his threes the last few games because he had struggled a little bit, but I think once he gets that confidence back, he's going to be a big, big part of this team in the final 23. Speaking of the all-star game, you've seen it uh, sort of devolve over the years, we should say, from the competition standpoint, East versus West. What did you make of the 184 to 175 score there, Steve? Well, it's kind of become that over the years, you know, and I heard Michael Malone today talking about uh, it was the worst game he's ever seen, <laughs> you know, as a coach. Uh, it was, you know, it was entertaining. I mean, it was up and down the floor and, you know, Jason Tatum scores 55 points, a new record, but, you know, is it an asterisk next to it because there was no defense being played? So, uh, it, it's a fun thing for the players to be involved in. And, uh, and, you know, the first priority is for those guys not to get hurt. Uh, it's a different time than it was even 20 years ago, 30 years ago when guys really, you know, they, they, they really tried to win that game. Uh, I remember back even further than that when they used to give, uh, I think it was 10000 to the winners and 5000 to the losers. And right. that 10000 or $5,000 meant a lot to those guys uh, to get that share. Uh, so, I mean, you know, like I said, it's a different time. It's, uh, it's a different NBA right now. It's more offensive uh, than it is defensive right now. And the guys have fun out there. And uh, it seemed to me like the fans enjoyed it that were on hand in it's, it's Salt Lake City. We'll see how the ratings go in the next day or so. We'll find out, I guess. And, uh, but it was, it, was, it was kind of a fun thing that, you know, the whole slam dunk thing was fun this year, uh, probably better than it's been in a few years. Dominique was there as one of the judges with, with Dr. J. So that was fun. And, you know, I think the NBA is trying to do everything they can to make it, uh, you know, a fun weekend and, uh, I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we're in line here in Atlanta to get it again pretty soon uh, as we stepped in, you know, with the uh, with the COVID thing that year. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we'll get one here in the next couple of years. That uh, 10,000, Steve, is now a rounding error in somebody's contract as opposed to <laughs> yeah. real incentive. Last one, Steve, Trey Young obviously doesn't make the team, but you watch every minute of every game, you call every minute of every game. Did he have, in your opinion, a first half worthy of an all-star bid? Well, I think def- definitely he did. Uh, you know, I don't know what in, what went into all the thinking that the coaches and the, the players had. Uh, but, you know, Trey is, is having one of his best years. I mean, he's over 10 assists per game. He's averaging 27 points a game. Uh, the only thing that's down maybe a little bit is his three-point shooting. Uh, but I'm not worried about that. I know he's not worried about it. But he's had a terrific year. and. Uh, you know, there's, there's no reason that I can see why he didn't make it, but, uh, you know, those players and coaches, they, they have their own reasons, I guess, but, uh, you know, I certainly think he was, he was worthy of it. All right, Steve, thank you so much for the time this afternoon. Enjoy the rest of the all-star break. We'll see you at state farm for the second half. Okay, Chris. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. That is Steve Holman, voice of the Hawks. Bang right here on sports radio, 92.9 the game. It is Chris Thomas in for Dukes and bell. When we come back, the NFL season never stops. 
And we have some things to talk about. Not in the least. He's going to emerge from the hole. And what is he going to do when he emerges from the hole? We'll discuss all that and more next. We've got some great NFL audio, so don't go anywhere. Also, in less than 20 minutes, Joe Patrick going to join me for the entire 4 p.m. hour for a Falcons offseason roundtable. And, yes, we're taking plenty of your calls on what the Falcons need to do, so don't go anywhere. Chris Thomas in for the guys. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. And this is precisely what Derek Carr is saying to the New York Jets as they wrap up a meeting this weekend. He was spotted dining at a local establishment in northern New Jersey where the Jets have their training facility. Could he be the answer for gangrene at quarterback if one Aaron Aaron Rodgers does not head to New York? We are all waiting on bated breath. As Darkness Watch continues for Aaron Rodgers. This guy, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Would you want him as your Honestly, everyone out there, Falcons fans, let's say this team was a year ahead of schedule. This is he's doing this stunt in 2024 of right now. The Packers, he stays with the Packers one more year. They win 10 or 11 games, make it to the playoffs and get bounced as they usually do. And then he says, you know what, I'm out. Now I'm finally out. The Falcons are ready to be in a position to finally win another or win a Super Bowl, I should say. Would you even want him at that point? I wouldn't if I'm a Falcons fan. This guy has turned into a complete and utter headache. Is the talent still there? I don't know. I mean, he wasn't great last year. The team around him certainly wasn't great. But does he still have a Brady-like run in him post-40? I would say the answer is more likely no than yes. But he's still the top quarterback right now that is, quote-unquote, on the market. And according to a source in Green Bay, they are, quote-unquote, disgusted and sickened by him, and they want to move on. So he's out there, but you're going to get all the media, all the nonsense. He's going to go on Pat McAfee's show every week and complain about whatever he wants to complain about. If the Falcons were in a position to take him, I would say stay as far away as possible. But let's hear from the man of the hour, because last week before he went into his darkness retreat, he went on Pat McAfee, as he usually does, and he spoke about the media being wrong about what they know and who their sources are. It's, I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they really get their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know They really don't. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. So I've had this planned on the books for four months for the same time. And when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true, it creates a story that's and it just keeps on going and going and going. You know what, Aaron? Here's a piece of advice. Just do the darkness retreat. Don't go on a national radio show that a lot of people listen to and talk about it. Then you won't have to worry about your inner circle or your sources or NFL Network or ESPN people trying to pry at you to understand what's going on. When you put the information out there, you're exposing yourself to this type of stuff. You're supposed to be this enlightened, smart individual, 
but you come off as a doofus when you do this kind of stuff. And if I'm an owner of a team and you're 38 years old and your team had a bad season last year and you couldn't pull the rabbit out of the hat like you usually do and get him into the playoffs, <laughs> I mean, I think the worm, if not fully turned, is definitely starting to turn for Mr. Rogers. So much so that a guy who has a lot of time on his hands right now and Tom Brady decided this perked his ears up enough to weigh in on it. He's an incredible player, and everyone has their different processes they go through. And you know what? I think we all need to get off our phone a little bit more. I think we all need to get away from the TV a little bit more. I think we all need a little more nature and a little more silence and a little more peace. And whoever he's going about it, good for him. Everyone's got their unique way to process the season, and we've all got to be on. It's very intense for all of us, and it's nice to, you know, everyone gets to choose what they want to do. Now that's public-facing I'm going to be nice to my brother in my NFL brother in arms, a guy who will be following me into Canton a couple years after he goes in. I wonder what Tom really thinks. The guy that was the ultimate professional, the guy that put every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears into his entire career is the greatest of all time. Sees a guy with a hundred times more God-given talent that a lot of people would argue is wasted because he only has the one Super Bowl. For me... I think if you gave Brady some true serum or talked to him when the microphones were off, he would be singing a different tune about Mr. Rogers. A guy who's looking to become both like Rogers and Brady is Josh Allen. The Bills were projected to be a Super Bowl team last year. Injuries and another playoff exit cost them that chance. Josh Allen, though, saying, I need to take a note out of the Super Bowl champs playbook. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And you know, we didn't get that opportunity this year in the playoffs and um, or we didn't take advantage of our opportunities, I guess you could say. If you look at him statistically and what he's been able to do in his first four or five, six years in this league, you know, it's kind of unmatched by anybody. So, you know, they're they're the, the mantra of what you want to be, how you're how you need to do it, because, again, they're just constantly in the FC championship game. He's been in three Super Bowls now. Like we got to find ways to, you know, it's a copycat league. So you got to find ways to to be like them. Make no mistake about this, people. It's Mahomes, and then it's everybody else. You can keep Joe Burrow. You can keep Josh Allen. You can keep Lamar. You can keep Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. They are all Tier 2. Tier 1 has one name on it, and that is Patrick Mahomes. He is the best quarterback in the NFL, bar none. He will be the best quarterback of this generation, bar none. Josh Allen and the Bills, I don't know what's up with that franchise. Every time they get close, they just can't seem to take the final step. This year, I think Allen was hurt at the end of the season. We saw him have some trouble with his accuracy and his deep ball, stuff that he had really mastered over the past couple seasons. But we'll see if the Bills bounce back. But for me, it's Mahomes, and then it's everybody else. We are going over the NFL headlines right here on Dukes and Bell. It is Chris Thomason for the guys taking you up until 6 p.m. right here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up in 10 minutes, Joe Patrick jumps in studio with me for the entire 4 o'clock hour, and the phones will be wide open for a Falcons offseason roundtable. So write the number down. You should have it in your phone, but if you don't already, 404-741-0929. Any Falcons questions Comments, concerns are on the table. Should they stick with Ritter? Should they draft a quarterback? Should they draft a defensive lineman? What are they going to do with the cap space? Should they re-sign Caleb McGarry? Everything and more is on the table. 
So get that phone ready, all you Falcons fans out there. Joe Patrick answering your questions coming up in the next hour. A guy who's been in a hot-button issue in this city, Justin Fields. Why? Because he went on Barstool Sports late last week and said this about playing in Atlanta. I mean, it would have been sick to see you play just just out of the, like, Michael Vick comparisons that yeah. would have naturally happened there. But since you're from the South, did you want to play near your hometown? It would have been cool, you know. Uh, me, My dad had season six growing up, so I would always go to, you know, games with him. But it would have definitely been, like, a story. Like, even this past year when we played Atlanta, it was just I, was just, I just got so many flashbacks just driving around the stadium, uh, just thinking about the, you know, different... Um, you know, tailgating spots me and my dad used to go to when I was a kid. So I was, like, getting emotional a little bit. I was like, wow, like, I didn't think I, you know, could feel like this. But um, it was awesome going back there, going back home and playing. But it would have definitely been cool to, you know, play for Atlanta, play for the hometown team. Sure. Don't be misled by the tease, Falcons fans. Justin Fields is not coming here. Or he shouldn't be. If they make the move, so be it. You only get, to quote the great Eminem, you get one shot, one opportunity. You better capture the moment. He is too expensive. The Falcons are going to be in this position with the cap space and the draft picks maybe once again over the next 10 years, if that. You took multiple seasons to clear out the big cap numbers. Matt, Julio, everyone else that they signed, they're all gone. They're all off the books. Use it. You have a quarterback who you believe in. Ride with him. Give him at least a year. The Falcons aren't one year away from a Super Bowl. Not yet. Maybe after this season. Let's see what they can do. But you have all this cap space and all these draft picks. Don't waste them on Justin Fields. If Justin, if this was five years from now and Justin Fields had a resume and he was like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, making those substantial leaps in, his, in, the, in uh, his career, okay, you could talk me into it. But not right now. He's too raw. He has too much to prove. He had a good season. But he's nowhere near a complete quarterback. You saw the games, guys. He wasn't throwing the ball. He's a runner. Could he develop? Yeah, sure, of course. And I, th- I believe in him. I think he's a good kid, and I think he has his head on straight. But... That's not the reason I'm not taking him. I think Ritter's a good kid, too. I think Ritter's every bit the leader that Fields is. Obviously, Fields has more natural talent, more God-given ability, but he's going to cost you forever and a day. What do you think the Bears are going to want? And then they're going to go take Bryce Young with that pick, but they're going to want everything under the sun for you to pry away their quarterback that they took just a couple years ago. All right, let's finish up here because I wanted to play this for a very specific reason. Jonathan Gannon is the new coach, former D.C. of the Eagles. He's now taken over in Arizona. When you hear this, you're going to think one thing. But when, when I say not so fast, I'll let you know why. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. We're going to be explosive. And we're going to be smart. Okay, when I hear that first, I cringe. That sounds like a guy who's shaking in his boots at the press conference, robotically reading a prepared statement using as many football cliches as he could fit into one sentence. That's what I hear. We're going to be robotic. We're going to be monotone. We're going to be cool, calm, and collected. Play that again, E. Let me hear this again. Tell me if you don't agree with me. 
We're going to be calm. We're going to be adaptable. Adaptable. We're going to be violent. Violent. We're going to be explosive. Explosive. And we're going to be smart. Smart. He sounds like a guy that had that sentence memorized, read it in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, he practiced that in the mirror. 50 times the night before. And and he just thanked the good Lord above that he was able to spit it out. Hey, man, when you are... Was he 39 years old, and you're now the new head coach yep. of the Arizona Cardinals? They just get younger and younger and younger. Has he even had a press conference before in any of his other positions? No, he just does the weekly little. I mean, there's no pressure in those. He's the yeah. D.C. He comes yeah. out, he answers a couple questions, and he kept it moving. Yeah. And if you hadn't noticed, the Eagles' defense was pretty damn good this year. It's really so good when you've got stars everywhere on every level of the ball. Every but, yeah. defensive lineman had yeah, 10 yeah. sacks or more. You know what that reminds me of? Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni. So you're probably saying, why is that a good thing? Well, look at the jump that they took from year one to year two. Nick Sirianni sounded like a bumbling buffoon. I, running the board for Dukes and Bell every day, play the sound bites all the time, and we have fun at their expense. But Nick Sirianni proved me wrong because he went to a Super Bowl this year, and Dan Campbell almost got the freaking Detroit Lions to the playoffs with Jared Goff. So who am I to judge? Who the heck am I to judge? This guy may sound uncomfortable and cliche-driven right now, but if you give him time, who knows? Who knows? All right, 404-741-0929. As I said, the NFL news never stops. But coming back, Falcons fans, let's talk about this team. This is an exciting time. Doing this for a reason today. What does the future hold for this team? Is Desmond Ritter the guy? What are they going to do with their draft picks and all that cash? Joe Patrick joins me in studio for the entire hour. Phone lines opening up, 404-741-0929. Get your Falcons questions in. Chris Thomas in for Dukes and Bell. Coming back, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.